pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, KBs, for another thrilling, rip-roaring, riveting, rousing journey of exploration to experience the absolute best life. SteamingCanyon.com is the website for upcoming events and other resources. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. I feel like this is starting to really flow, by the way, getting a, ha- a handle on these <laughs> handles. How am I doing? As long as you don't say the Instagram or the Facebook, I think we're good. <laughs> on, on the Facebook. <laughs> yes, on the internet. Uh, so much to keep up with. What is yes. our toll-free number? I was just trying to remember that. Oh, I got 844 I got the first. You sure two parts. did. You're in there, Steve. We have got a new schedule for our podcasts. Woo-woo. What? I hope we can abide by our new schedule as well. We we are producing a new episode Tuesday through Friday now of each week. You got this. Count I on in it. You. Every day, Tuesday through Friday, new episode going live close to Gosh. we're gonna call it twelve ish. How's that? Twelve ish noon Eastern time. That is a lot of content, Stephen. That's amazing. That's a her- Herculean. <clears throat> Effort. That's a good word. Herculean. Yes, that's me. Is that, did Her- I say it wrong? Herculean effort <laughs> okay. is what we're putting out there. Also, tickets go on. You did say it right, by the way. Okay, good. Herculean. <laughs> also, <laughs> tickets go on sale this week for our live in-person Kinetic Belief Victory Podcast events. Oh if goodness. any of you KBs are planning on being in the Orlando, Florida area. Make sure that you come celebrate with us while you're here. That's really happening, isn't it? We're actually yeah. going to get to spend time in person on the real, real. With the KBs. <laughs> with everybody. Live in person, having a awesome. brunch, being tend- our needs Ooh. tended to those hunger needs anyway. Good food, good time. up just thinking about it. Music, celebration, yeah. victory. I love it, right? Victory. Coming soon. And uh, I, this week, the tickets go on sale is that right or is it next week it's going to be next week next week yes next week and you can do that at stephencanning.com and we'll be sending out text messages and emails to all the KBs that are signed up on the newsletter i get to see some of these names and i'm going to start ragging <laughs> yes. on some of you guys too i'm going to throw your names out there and say i expect to see you <laughs> you're going to call so people so out so. yeah <laughs> oh my goodness i probably shouldn't do that you're so right? aggressive <laughs> i love that's, it that's all the coffee that's talking that's fine yes Well, speaking of talking today, I want to talk about what it really means to be abundantly prosperous because Mm -hmm. prosperity is not just about having a lot of money, although that helps. It doesn't hurt. A person who's prosperous in the right way has a great all-around experience of life. That's why it's so vitally important. I mean, this is everything. We're here to enjoy life. We're here to experience it in the way that we should choose to experience it and turn all of our experiences into something that's joyful. Yes. yes. But money's part of it, isn't it? There's a richness to all of it. Yes. Yes. You know, there are a lot of people that believe that money's not something that's easy to have a lot of. I can see that. (laughs) I I can see how that's prolific. And guess what? Guess what? For them, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of people that believe that having a lot of money is not a hard thing to do at all. Yeah. And for them, it's not. I saw a really great quote on, on Instagram by Floyd Mayweather. 
the boxer, and he said, um, you know, some people think they've won the lottery when they have $10,000. He said, when I, if I had $10,000, I'd feel broke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, that's it's, a great... It's kind of relative, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's all relative, and it's exactly what you're saying. What, what determines how easy or hard it is, is what you believe. Yes. Now, And fear, of course, is also belief. Fear of not having a lot of money is belief that mm. you don't have a lot. Right. Now, the abundance of wealth, of money, it's everywhere. KBs understand that, right? The abundance of wealth is everywhere. Regardless of where in the world you happen to be living, the wealth of money will flow toward anyone that knows how to believe it. Right. Yes. Whatever amount of money you can imagine yourself with is already yours to have. Wow. And you know, that's all this is just so uh, true, mm-hmm. deeply mm-hmm. true. And, and like you're saying, it works in both ways, doesn't it? You know, whatever you can imagine yourself without is also already yours. That, yeah. Congratulations. You have yep, nothing. You got it. Now, regardless of <laughs> yeah. how much or how little money, for example, someone may have, it is still one of the greatest causes of stress yeah. Yeah. Uh, that there is. Mental constructs of what to do about it, for example, go into overdrive. The, the noise of thought, just take off, <laughs> firing chatter. in different yeah. directions, threatening some kind of disruption to people's lives. So many people are looking for an answer. I mean, to have what, to, to something that they've identified as a problem in their life. They're looking for the, the solution. And, you know, so often that the problem, especially in the West, is money. It's just about money. What may or may not happen with money or anything else in the future, if you are thinking about the consequences of not having money or even the consequences of having money, consequences are always in the future. And the future, it doesn't exist. What people are actually wrestling with is the construct of a a mental phantom. Mental phantoms, think about it. Those produce the anxiety of worst-case scenarios. The only way to find relief from the bedtime horror stories that a person continues to imagine, the only way to put an end to the health-corroding insanity that those strings of consciousness produce is to move into the self-calming, mind-clearing, joy-infilling, health-producing modalities of kinetic belief. And you're really helping us again with a really memorable term, a mental phantom. I love that. That's, gosh, that's just so exact and good, isn't it? Because it's just, again, it's so visual. I can I can see a mental phantom of, as something that, you know, it, it exists outside of me. And, and those mental phantoms are the stories we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. those mental constructs mm-hmm. that, well, they don't really exist anywhere except in our minds. Yeah. And, you know, rather than chasing after fearful thoughts, and that's what they'll do, they'll antagonize you and they'll pick on you mm-hmm. and yeah. they will prod you along till finally you give chase just to see where they're going to go. Chase after them to see where they're going. And then all of that, all that you ever have got to deal with to be able to cope with real life is to continually stir up your kinetic belief place of, in, in place of constructing those mental phantoms. When they start to show up, that's a cue that it's time to stir up your kinetic belief. Look, every issue of life can be rearranged through the power of kinetic belief. For example, ask yourself the question, What are you experiencing right now in your life? Not tomorrow, not next month, not next year, but right now in your life. Nothing more than right now in this present tense moment. What's going on right now? 
Mm-hmm. No, no, don't answer with what you think is going to happen later, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Let me check my calendar. Yeah, and don't look at the calendar. <laughs> what's, what's actually happening yeah. right now yeah. in your life? Focus on where you are and focus on what you see. Now, sense, sense an infilling of gratitude for where you are and for what you see. By being grateful for your present tense place of awareness, that does away with all of the imagined consequences, doesn't it? I mean, it does away with the what ifs and it does away with potential changes. That's very powerful. And, Mm. you know, it made me think we saw a lot of this when we were in um, Albania. The people we were with, they're just so grateful for for what they had, what little they had. They were happy, Mm -hmm. full of joy. They would tell us how glad they were for for the progress they're making as a country and as a people, you know, just coming out of years of communistic rule mm-hmm. and, and they're being grateful in their present tense sense of being. It was so obvious. Yes, they were. And they were, they were, they're looking around at where they are now, Meg, and they're managing their present set of circumstances with gratitude. You, know, you can always manage the right now and you can always take your present self out the door and find something to do with it today. But you can never cope with your present tense self in the future, can you? I love that, that you can manage the right now. Oh, that's so good. It almost gives you the sense that, hey, that's what we're built for. We're not actually built to live in the future. We're actually built to manage Manage the present tense. The present tense. Manage now. That's great. Not only that, but but you don't have to manage the future. (laughs) The future, just like the past, I've got news for you, it doesn't actually exist I mean, both of those are the mental constructs for stories we tell ourselves. All that really is, is right now. And it's from right now that the power of kinetic belief transforms what will be seen or experienced in the future. So by taking care of this moment and by putting the action of belief into this moment, according to what you can do today, the resources will be there when you need them, not before and not after, but when you need them. And that is just so true. We see this every day working itself out in our lives. Just things that I'm kinetically believing for. They, they always seem to manifest exactly when I need them. <laughs> right. As much as I want them to come early. They well, you'd like to have it in the garage <laughs> waiting on you. Right. But, you know, but that's what we're believing. We're believing for something. So we're believing for it, like you're saying, in its own time, you know, not before or after. Um, that abundant life, it's going to be on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if somebody says, one day I'll be wealthy and paying my bills will no longer be a problem for me when I get wealthy. Is, is, your, <laughs> is your one day goal taking up so much of your conscious awareness right now that you reduce the present moment to just a, a means to an end? Mm-hmm. Is it taking the joy out of your doing in the presentness of today? I mean, any action that is a means to an end, for example, something you you have to do before you can start living, is an action of distraction that places your life on hold while you grow old. If you develop in this pattern for living, no matter what you achieve by having it pass through your present tense life, no matter what you're able to purchase, The present life that you're always experiencing will never be good enough because the future is always going to seem better. Makes me think of that song, One Fine Day. You know, we're all living one fine day. It will fill in the blank. And and yeah, I mean, doesn't it seem like there are so many people 
that just talk about what they're going to have one fine day, do mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. where they're going to go one day. That's that is it. One day never comes, does it? No, there there is a scripture that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm. The heart is the soul which wants to experience more now. It's aware of the existence of more. The heart in, in, in its connectedness with oneness knows that the existence of all things is in the present tense. Mm. And it, it's made sickened by the unbelief of its egoist host. Most people are habitually in life mode of hurrying up to wait. Yeah. Yep. It's I'm just, a habit. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm yeah. in a hurry. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying up to wait. And I'm not. And I'm not talking about the line that you find yourself standing in at the post office or in traffic or at the airport or waiting for someone to hurry up and get to where you are, um, or to f- hurry up. You got to hurry up and finish work so you can hurry up and get home. I'm not talking about any of that. No, I'm talking about. Are you habitually waiting for the next vacation, for the better job, for the children to grow up? Or for the children to come home, (laughs) or for some kind of meaningful relationship to show up in your life? Are you working for success that you just believe is coming your way one day? Your ship to come in, to make money, to be important, to uh, become enlightened. A lot of people will spend their whole life, Meg, waiting to start living, waiting to get somewhere else so that life will really begin for them. Their beliefs are like the wind, blowing in whatever direction their emotions tell them to go in, waiting for someone else, waiting for something better. All of those things, those are constructs of a future tense idea. And it means that what someone wants, uh, what they're really desiring, what they're wanting is the future. They don't want the present. They don't want today. There's no genuine gratitude for today. If a plant, let's say if a plant, a tree, whatever, a plant could decide that it didn't want the nourishment of water, it did not want the richness of soil that it has today, and so it doesn't receive it, it would die, wouldn't it? Right, yes. People, unlike plants, have the ability to choose to live or die. And if you want to experience the abundant life, choose to enjoy the nourishment of water and the richness of soil where you are Mm -hmm. and feed on it and draw from the source of life where you are in the present tense of today and tomorrow you'll be bigger. Well, and this is it. You know, we get to choose life or death. That's it. Choose our experiences. Choose, Choose the abundance of riches or the poverty of lack. So... So I guess you're saying to to experience the abundance of life. Be grateful for what you have, where mm-hmm. you are, and you'll have more life. You'll be drawing from the essence of life where you are, and that's what enables us to grow and to advance and to become abundantly more. And I have to say, this idea of, of waiting until you reach some sort of plateau to fill in the blank, be happy or fulfilled or whatever, I've always thought this is an exceptionally dangerous you know, mental trap that is, is, it's easy to fall into because, you know, we do live our lives moving from one thing to the next, one project to the next. And so if we're not careful and like you've been teaching us recently, aware of, of this that trap that you can fall into, you can constantly be looking out to the next project, out to the next goal, out to the next plateau instead of being present. And so awareness of this is it's one of the most powerful things that you've maybe ever touched on. Yes, the advancement of life is the movement of life from one great thing to a greater. 
Yes. But when the pursuit of greatness is elsewhere because of a dissatisfaction of where you are, then that cuts us off from the source of life. I love that. Bringing the, the pursuit of greatness into the present all the time. Yeah. Wow, you know, that's beautiful. Most people who've imagined themselves to be something that they're not, they will spend most of their time chasing something that they don't have. And this is especially true when it comes, well, when it comes to relationships. Let's talk about relationships for just a moment. The last year has been so challenging to a lot of people, especially with their family and their friends, even with people that they just want to be friends with. Yeah. People have been isolated and locked up, and we, we were talking the other day about how we cannot wait to re-engage with our friends here in the <laughs> state. The world, as it transcends to free itself from the ego's way of relating to itself— is revealing a lot of wrong motives that have existed since humanity. And, and, and as a result, the, the human spirit is transforming. Mm. The longing for relationships with other people, is a, it's natural to how all of us were created. I mean, it's a hunger and a passion that we have. Every person was beautifully made with a richness of individuality. Unique, diverse, and to be celebrated as such. And even so, we are, we are all divinely identified as one love. Oh, I love that. We are divinely identified as one love. And as a result of our divine interconnectedness, some interesting things, uh, they begin to happen that don't make any sense when the egoist state of being is in charge. For example, it's natural that when you know, you're wanting to have an encouraging, loving, championing, edifying relationship with somebody else, the more that someone pulls away from you, the more you end up wanting to have a relationship with them. The thirst for that is natural for a living thing that wants to live. For example, this happens when a person is identifying with a desire for connecting with what they believe someone else should be giving them. And in an enlightened world, one that's fully transformed from the egoist state of being, we would be giving and receiving of each other perfectly. But this has not happened yet. So we're all made from the same essence of life. So, so we should be or will be, you know, when that perfect world is finally here, receiving each other. We should be receiving each other without any sense uh, or temptation of condemnation or negative judgments. It's just going to be that way. Yes, you know, until then, the ego of self is in constant need of validation. It's identifying with, with things and people falsely. And a false identification needs validation, which is just in the validation of the human spirit, which mm. is born of love, is in need of validation, of, of, which is an illusory of love. It's not authentic. It's temporal. It needs attention. The ego, which identifies with the labels that it's been collecting, you know, this, this hoard of this big collection on, on the mantle in your home, it's aware of its deflated sense of value. And the essence of our being, which is perfect, it's, it's neither inflated or deflated. It just is. So in reality, people who are identifying with others who are pulling away from them should recognize that the perception of value is a mental construct. 
It exists nowhere else but in the unconscious realm of ego. If it's a relationship that you're looking for that celebrates and champions you unconditionally, then pursue people who have had who, who have enough self-awareness to respect you even enough just to be honest with you. By identifying with the essence of your being, the illusory of love will lose its grip upon you and the essence of love will then become you. That's such a vital insight. The, the essence of love becomes you. Um, you know, but this makes having relationships with others uh, could make it challenging, right? I mean, just try to randomly get along with somebody that's never even heard of kinetic belief. <laughs> where do go. you where do you right, go? Well, <laughs> and I have to say in that situation, probably the hardest part is not to just, I have to restrain myself because you get so excited and you just want to sort of shove it down their throat. <laughs> like, right. uh, it's hard to hold back and it's tough. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's as if you almost become a different species of being or something you're, you're, you're like a labrador you just all you are is a bundle of joy and you oh, want to yeah. you just you got to get all over somebody oh, yeah. right let me let me get it in but there you know yes what? here's the deal we have a responsibility to interact with others from where we are and it's by the example of our joy of our happiness and unconditional love that others will learn from so you probably know somebody who started dating and, and they were really excited about how great things were going in the relationship and they become this this poster couple of the way people should look yes. that are in love, right? And they were the perfect couple. They both like walking on the beach, and they both like kissing in the rain. They both like music, and they even look like each other. Everyone believed they were perfect for each other. Yeah. They were totally attracted to each other, and, and, and you were under uh, the impression that they were just going to live happily ever after. But then you hear that one of them started to lose interest in the other. And the other one, rather than moving on, started calling them, leaving them messages, following them around, hiding in the bushes, texting them over and over and over <laughs> without getting any texts back. And while well, you heard that he could, they could even, they were driving by where the other one lurk, uh, worked and just leaving notes uh, on the car, whatever, making a fool of themselves, really. And they said that they could tell that the other one was slipping away, but they couldn't help themselves. And it's as if something possessed them to do these things. They couldn't control themselves. Whatever um, had gone wrong in the relationship, you know, they were letting others know that they just want to fix it. They got to fix it. They feel like they can fix the problem, whatever it was. And the more the other one distances themselves, the more the other one chases after them. That is until eventually that person's just totally gone. And sometimes the last thing that may have been said was, you know, um, just tell, tell him I'm too busy for a relationship. Tell her I don't have time for a relationship, something <laughs> like that. Actually, it's the nature of the egoist to place a high degree of perceived value on how busy they are or how busy other people are. In the same way, the less someone responds or reciprocates to someone else's text messages, for example, or phone calls, the more perceived value they want the one that's pursuing them to believe that they have. And it works. Wow. In the realm of the ego state of being, this, this works. And unfortunately, it's used all the time. So the one that's being rejected, for example, tries even harder. They think that, oh, this person must really be special because and they must really be someone of great importance because they're just so busy with their life. They're just way too busy to be answering my text messages. Wow. 
whoa, a false <laughs> sense of importance. It's pretty toxic, isn't yeah. it? Yes. I mean, not only yeah. for people around mm-hmm. someone like that, but but really for the person who's who's just not even being honest with themselves. The egoist mind is insanely busy. I mean, it, it doesn't know this where the stop button is. It's constantly, yeah. continuously working on the chatter. Now, there's a lot of mental fodder that can be constructed from the uh, false sense of identity. Actually, if it's a love interest like we're talking about, people will think that they must be spending a lot of time with somebody else. They don't have time to respond to me. Mm-hmm. They must like someone better than me. The little jealousy part mm-hmm. of the ego <laughs> uh, takes off running. They'd rather be yeah. with someone else rather than me. You know, the identification with the fear of loss causes you to place a greater value on the other person than you do yourself. And that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. This isn't someone that should have a position of importance in your life if they've established this pattern of uh, breadcrumbing with you. Whoa. Bread crumbing. You know, wow. anyone that's not being honest with you does not deserve the free gift of your virtue. Mm-hmm. Find someone else to love. Find someone else to champion. A person who doesn't respond to you should not be given a higher value than that which you give yourself. This person's lack of integrity should not suggest some sense of higher value than you. I mean, at the very best, the only thing that it should mean to you is the rudeness that follows one who's under the weight of a self-indulging, egoist personality. So funny. On my Twitter feed this morning, I actually saw this hilarious tweet. And this girl said, you know, if you break up with me and you tell me the reason is to, to spend more time to focus on school, she said, you better be posting pictures from Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's perfect, right? right? Yeah, that, well, and good example. Yeah, what you're saying, it just seems so easy. I mean, it sounds easy, doesn't it? If somebody, if someone's not honest enough that they put most of their efforts into breadcrumbing someone else for whatever reason, they well, they really don't even deserve, you know, they're not even open to that free gift of our virtue, um, the, the affection of our attention. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, of, of, of course, it's one thing for me to sit here and tell others what they should do with someone like that, because, but because it, it's not always easy. No. I mean, it can it's actually very be very, very difficult because when you really like someone and they give you a, just a little bit of attention when they drop like a breadcrumb in a text to you, the brain releases the hormone of dopamine and the physiological response to dopamine is addictive. I mean, it is so easy to get hooked on the happy drug of dopamine and then to start chasing the high realm while trying to get another fix. Mm. It's actually more addictive to get just a little bit of attention every once in a while from someone that you care about than if you got it all the time from them. Mm. Because it's a natural state for someone who's not transcended the ego, for example, to be susceptible to breadcrumbing which has sadly entered the modern-day lexicon. Wow. I mean, the human brain loves surprises because the highs are higher than if you got the attention that you wanted all the time. Breadcrumbing is, that's when somebody occasionally responds to you and responds to, like we're talking about, one of your text messages or emails or calls you on just a rare occasion Mm -hmm. because they know that you will respond back to them immediately. Wow. 
a breadcrumber will often make it appear as though they're pursuing you, but in reality, they have no intention of having an honest relationship with you. They just like someone leaving someone breadcrumbs just for the attention that it brings to them, or the self-validation, or the self-approval to make them feel like everything's okay in their life. And so they'll throw the breadcrumb out to, to bring you back in for the attention and for the way that it makes them feel. A breadcrumber is somebody that strings other people along by manipulating their attention, is similar to a trail in Hansel and Gretel. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking of. That's perfect. <laughs> well, when, it. When, when someone hasn't awakened to the essence of their being by loving themselves the way that the Creator loves them, they'll often stay in this broken relationship with an abuser, and they will allow people to treat them mm. badly because the, it's the fix of the attention that feels wow. so good to them whenever they can get it. But now, the downside to any drug is the fear of loss of the drug. So people will become anxious that this breadcrumber may not respond to the text. They might not show up like they said they were going to show up. They might not follow up on a promise like they said they, that they promised they were going to do. Most of the things that a breadcrumber says they will do, they never do. Because they are, well, after all, they're just too busy. Now, the ego will keep someone chasing after the breadcrumber, which in turn enables the breadcrumber to keep doing what it is that they do. It is tempting to the unconscious ego to chase after the recognition from those you've been convinced are important or to be admired. And the ego of self will then tirelessly chase after someone for this reason who really just isn't interested in you at all. God, this is so fascinating. I mean, I, I know that I've personally known so many people who, I mean, unfortunately, they really make fools of themselves by chasing after someone else. But this just explains exactly what's happening to them. You know, they've been convinced that the other person is is someone they should really admire. Oh, they're so amazing. They're so elusive. Um, and the other person knows it. And so they can then breadcrumb them. No, here's the thing. The best thing to do is to no longer identify with someone by, that's breadcrumbing you by turning your attention to the awesome essence of your loving, beautiful being located within you. I mean, use the 100-Day Guided Journal to move into the power of your kinetic belief and start attracting relationships into your life that are honorable, that are loving, that are supportive, that are encouraging and, and reciprocate the, the celebration that you already are for life. Bring your attention into the present moment and bring it into this day by journaling gratitude for who you really are, the essence of your being, for what you have in the present tense by looking around and being grateful for what you imagine to have as you see it now in your existence and as you are right now and if you do these things i'm telling you that you will put an end to the bread crumbers in your life and they will either change or they'll throw their crumbs somewhere else either way your life will abundantly advance when negative energy and heartache has been removed awareness of these things improves your life's circumstances doesn't it just by becoming aware of these things. I mean, you can improve your life circumstances, but look, you cannot improve your life. Never mistaken one for the other. You are the essence of life, which is perfect and abundant. You can't improve upon perfection. Your being is aware of having experiences. 
Those experiences are not life. People that want to get to know you don't represent your life. Situations and circumstances are not life. You are life. You are life and there are no spiritual birth effects. The essence of your life, of you, is already healed, already abundantly prosperous. You are complete and whole and perfectly made. Your experiences may not be these things, but you are. The people in your life, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Is that a movie? should be. All of your life's circumstances are there for you to experience. (laughs) The purpose of your presence is to be aware of the things that you intentionally choose to experience that are good for you, that are essential for advancing your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. (laughs) That got me. Oh, that got me hard. (laughs) The good, the bad, the indifferent. (laughs) Coming to a theater near you. Starring Megan Canyon. (laughs) You know, relatable. Well, and, um, you know, I was going to say this is how we live our best lives, but I'm not so sure that's the accurate thing to say. So this is how we, in the present tense, are our best life. Is that correct? (laughs) We are life. You are Um, life. And I love knowing that, you know, everything you're teaching us today, I just love being empowered to know that I'm in control of the kind of relationships I will accept. You know, I'm in control of what I will internalize and being in control is so much better than obviously the alternative, just not well, being out of control. Yeah, the control of our lives is done from the present tense of this moment. You know, kinetic belief is the most powerful thing in the universe. It's the power of bias that created the universe. And to for us to engage with the power of kinetic belief, the KB is being present in their awareness of being while setting the sights of their kinetic belief to attract change, to uh, attract diversity and advancement into their presence. They're in control of the mindful experiences that they're going to have. Consciousness relating to forms, the things we can see, and the labels of forms around us, creates the subjective delusional mindset. It substitutes thought with that of being. People mistakenly identify with reasonings and and their thinking. And as a result of that... What they think they think is what they think they are. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. As the thoughts come through, cascading and tumbling through our minds, we chase after them thinking, that's me. That's me. That's mine. That's me and that's mine. No, if you're looking for real meaningful friends, an intimate relationship with someone else, or if you're waiting to become wealthy, whatever it may be, Remember that nothing can come that's in the future because the future does not, is not ever, ever now. The future doesn't exist and the future is never now. And when you fully accept your best life, your prosperous life, a life that's filled with beautiful, loving relationships, great health, money, abundance, as your present reality right now, where you are doing what you're doing right now, when you totally accept with authentic gratitude by being thankful for all of life, thankful for God, thankful for the essence of your being, you enter into the presence of the abundant life where no good thing is missing from your ability to manifest it right now. And Then, then it's the power of your immovable kinetic belief 
the power of your unchanging articles of faith that will have you dwelling in the total fulfillment of present tense awareness with the otherworldly feeling of the fullness of life which is flowing through you now and that you alone inhabit everything you could ever dream of, everything you could ever hope for. And this, Megan, is what true prosperity is. Now, the secret the secret to successfully using the law of attraction. I'm telling you that it begins with identity. It begins with knowing who you are. You have to know who you are. And you got, you've got to know what you were created for. Well, and isn't this the universal, timeless human question? Why am I here? And, and who the heck am I anyway? But thank goodness, like you're telling us, there is an answer to this enormous question, isn't there? Yeah. People live delusional, actually very sad lives as a result of not knowing their purpose. And life's purpose has been made complicated and twisted um, by the searchers looking for it. And they're doing it with the reasonings of thought. Reasonings change and they, they come up with explanations and reasons why something won't work, reasons why it will work, reasonings. And, and look, when the ego of self identifies, for example, with careers, when it identifies with a talent that's been perfected, you know, my purpose is to play the piano, for example, which is not, but an example. Schools, reasonings, you know, the ego identifying with a school that you attended or people that you are having a relationship with, places or even things, whatever. Our purpose is hijacked by any of those mental constructs. It's fraudulent. The purpose of every single human being is identically the same. Our purpose is to enjoy the awareness of our being. We get to choose our experiences. And if you don't know what to choose, choose the abundant life. There's the answer in the back of the book. Every person is a creator created in the image of the creator with the ability to attract the genius of their purpose and to use kinetic belief in order to manifest whatever it is that they should choose to desire in their lives. You've been given the rudder to the ship to direct it toward a destiny that you should choose. Yes. Look, it is our sense of self-identity that manifests our destiny. And you can attract anything. And when you do, it should not be a surprise to you. And when, whatever it is, it begin, when it begins pouring into your life, you should be the last person surprised to see it showing up. And if it can still surprise you, you haven't been imagining it in the present tense. That's the way to look at it. Because it, wow. it's, your con, it's your conservation of momentum that, that produces the cause of the effect of your relationships of your abundant life, uh, what you believe to be your destiny, actually in particle physics has been evidenced by quantum entanglement. That's how this whole thing works. Yeah. In fact, Albert Einstein said that a property that is not measured or believed need not exist. Wow. Whatever you don't believe, in other words, doesn't exist for you. What you do believe does exist. The successful kinetic believer knows that, so they use their creative abilities to believe 
their best life, to enjoy life. They possess and use an ability to focus the substance of belief to change the physical around them. And a disciplined creator is one who intentionally commands the universe. So guess what? They never fail to live. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Oh, man. Let's do it. Just say this out loud. Say, my inner genius. Mm, My inner genius. Of awareness. Of awareness. Requires love. Requires love. Because I am love. Because I am love. I have entered into the greatness. I've entered into the greatness. Of my love. Of my love. I am aligned with my higher purpose for enjoyment. Mm, I am aligned with my higher purpose for enjoyment. I choose actions. I choose actions. That attract the greatness of life. That attract the greatness of life. My awareness. My awareness. For the abundant life. For the abundant life has increased. It's increased. And I'll accept. And I will accept. Nothing. 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 Less. Less. Wow. You have really guided us through a huge perspective shift today on relationships and empowering ourselves. This is awesome. And um, just remember everyone a few things. You can join us right here every Tuesday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you follow Stephen on Facebook and Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Uh, text the word kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-C to 844-844-0049. And check out stephencanyon.com for podcast brunch victory i'm so excited about the podcast live brunch with our kbs when you come to orlando florida come to see us please we want to see you yes it's gonna be great and in the meantime drop your breadcrumbs somewhere else whoever you are (laughs) (laughs) we're not interested sending out much love to all you kbs all over the world yeah thanks as usual Stephen, for all the wisdom bye